Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. PETA um, are the people for ethical treatment of animals um, and they wanted to talk about the fact that almost 160,000 animals have been put down by Ireland's top universities over the past four years after being used for research and experiments. Most commonly used animals were mice, rats, fish, but others including rabbits, pigs, birds, lizards and seals were also used in drug trials. Animal rights organisation PETA have come out and said that this testing on animals at Ireland's universities must end and highlight that human-relevant animal-free methods are available and already outperforming their animal-based counterparts. In a statement yesterday, they said the clinical failure rate on the new drugs is shockingly high, yet in just one year, animals at Irish universities may be poisoned, starved, deprived of water or sleep, force-fed chemicals, blinded, terrorised, infected with diseases, given brain damage, paralysed, irradiated, gassed, surgically mutilated or tormented in other ways hundreds of thousands of times. And Peter Science Policy Manager Dr Julia Baines will be joining me in the line. But before she does that, I want to put it to you, by the way, our listeners today. You can text at 087-188-0008. Should we ban testing on animals? All drugs. I know there's already, obviously, this ethical reason that we shouldn't buy cosmetics and everybody agrees with that. Remember those va- famous images many, many years ago of the rabbit being blinded by the shampoo or whatever it was. They drop it into its eyes thousands of times. I mean, hopefully, I would like to think that we all would look at our bottles of shampoos or perfumes uh, to make sure they're not tested on animals because that's that's definitely unnecessary. There's other ways around that. But when it comes to drug trials, you know, vaccines, all those kind of things, should we still test all those things on animals? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. But Peter, Science uh, Policy Manager, Dr. Julia Baines, uh, Baines joins me. Good afternoon to you, Julia. Good afternoon. Uh, Julia, I mean, look, there's pros and cons as far as I can see to it, but you can't see the pros and can only see the cons. So let's let's deal with the cons first and let's deal with why you believe that it's time now to get rid of it. Well, if you, I mean, you mentioned just earlier there about the uh, failure rates of new drugs entering the market. So it can take, you know, around 10 to 15 years for a new drug to reach the market at a cost of over 2 billion euros. Mm-hmm. And yet over 95% of them fail when they reach the human clinical trial stage. So you've got to look at the whole testing paradigm as a whole and think, hang on a minute, something is not working here. There's patients who are desperately waiting for treatments and cures. And when tests on animals are time and time again shown to be a huge stumbling block on that effort to get effective new drugs to the market, then we've got to think about, well, why? And it's quite obvious mice are not humans you know we've managed to cure cancer in mice over and over again and yet we are still desperately needing these kind of effective treatments that work in humans and we're not going to find that by continuing to go back to the same model of just using animals i mean mice may not be humans you know are neither rats for example but laboratory mice for example live for only two or three years anyway um, so researchers can study the effect of treatments or genetic manipulation over their whole lifespan or across several generations, if that's possible. And, th- and that's why they do it. And also, they do contain the same organs. They're not exactly the same as humans. Pigs, by the way, are used a lot for operations, for doctors practicing, etc., because they do <coughs> are very similar to human beings. And 
you know, the drug testing is one part of it. They will argue that, you know, it is better, for example, to test a new drug on an animal rather than test it on a human being because of that small percentage of a chance that it could be very dangerous for the respiratory system or the digestive system or the nervous system or whatever it happens to be. And a lot of animals have similar similar systems to ours, particularly primates, by the way. We don't really use primates in testing in this country. But, uh, for example, doctors who are practicing surgery, you know, they will practice on animals. They're not going to practice on human beings. They practice usually on pigs, by the way. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I understand that, you know, we need to be kind to our animals. Uh, By the way, I'm a meat eater. I'm not a vegetarian. But we need to be kind to animals. But on the other hand, we are the top of the food chain. And we would rather see an animal die, I would like to think, than a human being. That would be considered to be quite a speciesist view because animals have the exact same propensity to be able to suffer and feel pain in the way that we do. And so no animal really deserves to be kept and locked in small cages inside a laboratory and subjected to abuse and suffering. That would actually be illegal if it took place anywhere outside of that lab. And actually, when you look at major breakthroughs where we have had them in disease areas such as diabetes for example that has relied on studies of human disease in patients that wouldn't actually be possible using animal research so if we want to look at ethical approaches we really need to look at human-based research because it's it's a better science well but, but even you, uh, Julia, you know, I, I am completely against obvious cruelty to animals. And you might not think that, but by what I'm saying to you, the fact that I eat meat. But in saying that, we do take, we all take a moral judgment and a moral stance in relation to how we deal with this issue in, inside our own heads. And, you know, and the obvious question all the time, you know, when, when I speak to maybe yourself or somebody else from PETA or an animal rights activist, and I say in relation to this, well, okay, you're on your deathbed. Doctor says, here's a drug that'll cure you or that will make you better or take away those dreadful symptoms that could kill you. But it's been tested on animals. Are you going to say no? Well, that's kind of a mute question because you're uh, essentially asking, am I prepared to die? Because all drugs have been tested on animals because it's a legal requirement. So I don't have a choice. And by me taking a treatment, it's not going to bring an animal back and it's not going to save any in the future. So really what we need to be looking at is a system where people can be given a choice, where factors can be taken into consideration. And of course, we want the best medicine available. And actually, that's why I want to move away from cruel and wasteful animals. And and by the way, so do I. Because, and I think everybody listening today would love to do that. If we thought, and I know, for example, they're working on virtual cells, which they can do that as well nowadays, to some degree. They're working on cell tissue, by the way, rather than animals, per se, or human cell tissue. And But, you know, we can't discount the fact, say, for example, that the Californian Biomedical Research Association states that nearly every medical breakthrough in the last 100 years has resulted directly from research using animals. And they also say that animal research has contributed to major advances in treatment of conditions like breast cancer, brain injury, childhood leukaemia, cystic fibrosis, and many others, including uh, tuberculosis as well. So, you know, and they test pacemakers, things like that on animals as well. So there has been a lot of medical breakthroughs. And for us to deny that would be madness. Well, let's take stroke as an example. There's been over a thousand experimental treatments um, that worked in animals and shown some success in animal Absolutely. trials. Yet not one single one worked in humans. But, you, but I can and give so you numerous examples where they failures. did. You're giving me examples where they didn't and I am not disagreeing with you. 
but I can give you examples and, and that from the California Biomedical Research Association have given loads of examples over the last 100 years that resulted in successes directly from using animals. So there is arguments for and against and I'm with you 100% Julia. If you could replicate that without using animals I am absolutely all for it and I think everybody would. But when we have a situation where we're not at that point yet, we're getting there and I can see around the world that laboratories around the world are using different methods to reduce the amount of animals they're using. I completely agree with it. But I don't think we're at that point yet. We have to also look at those animal methods that have been used because often we find they've not been validated and which basically means they've not been proved to be effective in the same kind of standards that are held up nowadays for the non-animal pests. And so many of these animals have been around for decades and decades now, and they can date back to the 1960s, for example, and yet they were never shown to actually do what they're supposed to do on the tin. And so it's not surprising now when people are going back and doing these kind of systematic reviews saying, oh, well, we can't actually even get the same result when we try it again. There's this whole, what they call a reproducibility crisis, that when you repeat a study, it doesn't show the same results. And there was a study actually that just came out this week that has shown, well, in mice, they are so variable in the way they respond and the way they can react to housing conditions and stress, for example, in the laboratory. It has a huge confounding impact on the studies and the results that you're getting by using mice. So we really need to go back to the beginning and say, actually, there is a better way. And that is moving and putting more research and more funding into developing the non-animal methods. And, and, and I agree with you. We should put more research and more funding into that. I would like to think there's a lot of funding going into it currently at the moment. And I know from, you know, they have computer generated cells now that they can test as well. And they're, and they're doing that quite a lot. But I mean, animals themselves benefit you know, from animal testing. And I don't know where you stand on that in relation to veterinary practices. For example, vaccines tested on animals have saved millions of animals' lives, you know, that would otherwise died from rabies or distemper or feline leukemia or those other hepatitis viruses that affect animals as well. So they themselves have benefited. I, I, I would doubt you would say that we can't use animals to test vaccines for animals on animals. Well, actually, in order to test the efficacy and safety of vaccines, there are some excellent non-animal methods. So we don't need to subject... Um, but they have to be tested on somebody at some point. But they have to be tested on somebody at some point. If it's a human vaccine, well and good. I'm talking about, for example, diseases that primarily affect animals. They have to be tested on the animals at some point. And just like with humans, often that stage comes at a clinical trial stage and with animals it is possible to do tests with animals who are in a clinic anyway mm-hmm. needing treatment so those kind of clinical studies can go on with the animals that are needing the treatment anyway so that does happen but if we were to turn this around and say you know it's a choice between your mother or my mother dying in those kind of same circumstances you know i'm always going to choose to save my mother but that doesn't mean to say i feel it would be okay to subject your mother to pets. But, yeah, but, so if, but if somebody yeah, gave me the choice between true. my mother and a dog, I'm going to say my mother. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you want to test it out there and the dog to make sure it's all right first before you give it to my mother, I'm going to say my mother, of course. But moving away from the, the drug testing, and, and I, by the way, I do believe there's a crossover in our opinions because I do believe that, you know, there's we both want the same end goal. 
And when it comes to testing on animals, in the future, I would like to see it eradicated. And the same as we're slowly but surely eradicating, and I would like to think testing cosmetics on animals because those visions that we have of those advertisements that went out going back 20 years ago with the poor rabbit having the shampoo constantly dripped mm. in his eyes, I'd like to think that's a vision of the past. And I think nowadays, almost 50% of cosmetics that come out would be, you know, haven't been tested on animals. And I would like to think people would look at that on the back of them when they're buying their next a bottle of shampoo or whatever it is. But in relation to, say, surgeons who practice, for example, and that's what they do in universities as well. You know, they're learning to be doctors and GPs and surgeons. And they will generally use animals, live animals sometimes, when they're practicing operations, be it heart transplants or whatever it happens to be. Are you against that as well? You'd be surprised to know that actually the medical schools, they do not use live animals. They actually use um, human-based cadavers or simulator models, mm-hmm. which have been proven to be shown to be more effective actually than using pigs, for example. So there are simulators that are incredibly effective. They can pump blood just like a normal human heart would do, and you can control different factors to enable different experiences that you might come under and see under field conditions, for example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we already have brilliant non-animal methods for that kind of practice. So in medicine and, school... And again, again I agree with you. If there's, if there's a way of simulating it or a way of replicating it that doesn't, you know, uh, I suppose inhibit the, you know, the skill of the surgeon in the future, be it in relation to brain operations, etc., etc., I'm all for it. But they do test on animals. They do practice on animals. And, and sometimes it's necessary. Well, they believe it's necessary. And if they believe it's necessary, I believe it's necessary because I, don't, I want to make sure if I ever went to hospital for a heart transplant or a brain operation that the surgeon knows what he's doing. Uh, but, but in saying that, you know, again, I say to you, there is a crossover in our opinions and I'm quite happy to say that. But I do believe that sometimes, you know, PETA and other animal rights organisations, they can be quite, hypo- the, the hypocrisy can be unbelievable sometimes in relation to it and the views can go to the extreme. Because I, I do believe we're not at a place in this world at the moment where we can turn around and say, you know, that animals have rights. Because I don't, I mean, look, that's already been tested in the Supreme Court in America. Animals don't have the same rights that human beings have. And we can't, we couldn't allow animals to have the same rights that human beings have because they can't make judgments. Well, that- you could also apply that similar argument to many different people, for example, very young children who don't have that kind of ability to choose what is good for them. Those with um, severe learning difficulties and disabilities, for example, that wouldn't make it okay to test on them. And never would we say it would do. That was a quite controversial comment made by your own co-founder, wasn't it? Alex uh, Pacheco, I think he said, and and I'm quoting him when he said, we feel that animals have the same rights as, and I'm quoting him, by the way, when I'm saying this, as retarded human children because they are equally mentally in terms of dependence on others. I'm not sure who that is because Ingrid Newkirk is our founder. Well, he was a co-founder. Alex Pacheco, what was his name? Pacheco or Pacheco? But we, we subscribe to the non-speciesist view. So that is that every individual has a right to a life that is free from pain and suffering. Every so individual? Saying, I mean, every so you believe that all animals have the right to live a life without pain and suffering? Yeah, wherever is possible. But see, and I agree with you, but there's a line. So where, where do you draw the line? Does a fly have the right to a, a life, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to sound completely flippant here, but mm. do, does a fly or an ant or a spider or, you know, a tiny mouse, field mouse, does, do they have a right to a life 
of pain of you know a life without pain and suffering it's, it's a good question because to be able to feel pain and to feel suffering means that you are a sentient individual and so that's a question that relies heavily on that ability of sentience and it's widely agreed by many scientists across the world over the different types of species that have that ability to that sentience and that ability to feel pain and suffering. So we are very much in support of recognizing those species, but also for those kind of species, insects, where the jury may still be out on their levels of sentience and their ability to suffer. Well, we live in a moral world. We can make choices to make sure that we limit the harm and the pain that we cause to Mm -hmm. other individuals. Mm -hmm. And in relation to the way the world is at the moment, I know we're gone slightly off topic in relation to, I suppose veganism has become more popular uh, mm. now over the last five or ten years, certainly. Um, it is, again, I believe it's a choice that we make, we, we all make. Um, do you believe that we, we live in a world where we'll be meat-free, so to speak, uh, in the next 20 years? Do you believe that's going to happen? Or is that, is well, that, a, is that a dream? <laughs> I would certainly like to think it could happen. I mean, I think there will certainly be a time in the future where we will actually look back with horror at our treatment of animals. I mean, you know, I do understand, you know, where animal rights activists come from. I do understand and and I believe they're passionate and I do believe that they want the right thing. But again, I say to you, what happens is, is it goes too far sometimes. And I've seen some of the billboards, you know, that Pete have used. You know, some of, I believe, by the way, some offensive campaigns that go well beyond uh, what we should be doing, you know. And the kind of this, you know, for example, in the past, uh, you know, Peter have likened victims of the Holocaust to chickens, compared champion dogs to Hitler, exploited naked women for advertising purposes. So I just, I believe it goes too far sometimes with Peter. Would you, would you not agree in hindsight that some of the campaigns have gone too far? Instead of just sticking to the point that I think we would all have common ground and agree with, but sometimes the campaigns go too far. I think what you have to look at is where you have attention-grabbing headlines is it provokes discussion, and discussion is the point where we should be at, where we can see a headline, see a controversial tagline, and then that causes then people to have the conversations that are needed. And in terms of women posing naked, I mean, you have to remember anyone that takes part in a campaign, they are giving their permission, they're willing volunteers. So we wouldn't say anyone is exploited, unlike the animals who are used in experiments, who are not giving their permission to be used to have drugs forced down their throat, for example, or forced to inhale toxic gases. And you might actually be surprised to know that cosmetics tests are still happening. Oh, I know. I on know. animals. I know. Yeah. I know. But as a bit, I, from what I read, something like 56 to 57% of products, cosmetics, are not tested on animals. So there's still a way to go. And, and I, I agree with you. But just coming back to what I said about going to the extreme, and maybe, maybe I should be more specific. I mean, I know Peter, for example, criticised uh, Palestinian liberation organisations for using donkeys to deliver bombs into villages. And to me... As much as I agree with you that donkeys shouldn't be used to deliver bombs into villages, Peter focused very much on that, but didn't criticise the use of bombs on civilians. And and to me, the civilians are more important. My horror and shock and tragedy was the people in the villages that were killed by the bombs, not by the donkeys that were used. But that was the first thing that Peter focused on. 
Well, we are an animal rights charity. I mean, there are going to be other charities that focus on human rights. But, where but, you, we but, but do you not believe, where we but you are human beings. But we are, you are human beings, Julia. Yes. But so should we not feel, no matter whether you're from PETA, or whether you're from some organisation that supports Palestine or supports whatever it happens to be, would you not... Would you not be thinking to yourself that human beings are more important and that's what we need to focus on as well? Because human beings surely are more important than animals. No, we definitely don't subscribe to that view that humans are more important. We have more responsibility and that's the responsibility that we need to take very serious Mm -hmm. in terms of our treatment towards others. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, it's been nice talking to you and thank you very much, Dean. I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, Peter, Great, thank you. Uh, Science Policy Manager, Dr. Julia Burns, making the point that we need to move away from testing on animals. Now, as I pointed out and I said to Julia that, you know, many organisations, including the main with the California Biomedical Research Association, stated that every medical breakthrough in the last 100 years has resulted directly from research and using animals. Julia points out that there is ways of doing it without animals. Moving forward, we're getting better at that. I believe that's still necessary. She believes it's not necessary that we should take it away from animals completely. I want to know what you think. Do you believe it's a necessary evil? Yes, it is an evil. Of course it is. Why would anybody want to put an animal, you know, through something, I suppose, that was completely unnecessary? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you believe testing products, not products, should I say, medications, because well, I think we all believe testing, you know, cosmetics and stuff is unnecessary in animals. But do you believe that testing medications, drugs, vaccines, all those things in animals, which we do currently at the moment, be tested on an animal, uh, an animal usually with a similar system to ours or organ, whatever organ it happens to be for, is tested on an animal first before we test it on a human being, just in case there's some tragedy. Do you believe that's necessary? If you don't believe it's necessary, I'd like to hear from you. The number is 087-188-0008. Now, getting back to testing on animals or operating on animals because in this country, the universities across this country, all the colleges, etc., etc., they use 160,000 animals a year. Now, there's no doubt that, you know, the animals are tested on. They're live animals. Some of them are dead, by the way, as well. But they're live. Uh, And, you know, they can test on them. And... There's reasons for it. We test drugs on animals. And over the last, God knows how many hundred years, we have always done it. And we will test it on an animal before a human. Um, Just to make sure. To be sure, to be sure. Then we do human trials. Um, And sometimes, some of the human trials can go wrong. And people can get very sick. But people sign up for human trials and they're paid a substantial amount of money to do that. But I want to know if you believe it's a necessary thing to do. The number is 87 8 And you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Anne? Hello, how are you, Niall? Good. Do you believe we should be allowed to test on animals? No. I was appalled when, when you were saying what they do to the animals. Well, these are, well, this is what Peter say. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm not suggesting that that doesn't happen. The animals yeah. can be starved. They can be poisoned. The reason they're poisoned is because, of course, we're testing a chemical on them, uh, something that we mm-hmm. haven't tested on humans and something we hope would save humans in the future. So we will test something on an animal that may, unfortunately, kill the animal. And why do they put the animals down after the testing? Are they that they are so badly affected? Well, animals can be badly can, affected, yes. They can be. I, that can I happen. I think it's awful. I mean, look, there is ethical ways of doing this and there is regulations. Um, mm-hmm. And But sometimes, yes, the animal can be damaged by it, the animal can be blinded by it, the animal can be infected with a disease because we have to infect the animal with a disease before we can see if we can find the cure. And this will be a disease that affects human beings. Well, I just ran upstairs and I checked my own makeup 
and it doesn't say anything about being tested on animals. Right, well, most... But I think anything that is tested on animals should have that at the same as the health warning on the cigarettes. Well, they do. Most um, cosmetics that are not tested on animals will normally say not tested on animals. Yeah, and if it doesn't just... say that, it probably is tested on animals. If it doesn't say that they're not tested. It probably is. Fifty. Yeah. I think it's 54%. I think I get asking to check, but I think Ruth checked for me before when we talked about this, but I think about 54% of cosmetics are not tested on animals. Yeah, but I was just checking there before I went on air. And, and I would it, agree with you in relation to that, by the way. Cosmetics, shampoos, conditioners, uh, perfumes, all those kind of things. You should check and make sure they're not tested on animals because for many years they were always tested on animals. There was that ad, and I, I, I did say to Julia, there was an ad member 20 years ago, this kind of poster of a rabbit, and he was basically held in a vice, and they, they dripped shampoo in his eyes for, th- for hours on end. To see and what, I have a pet rabbit. Yeah, to see would it blind him. That's desperate. I know, it is desperate. That shouldn't be mm-hmm. done. But when it comes... No. Okay, and I agree with you on that, and everybody agrees. I think most people, I'd like to think, agree mm-hmm. with that when it comes to cosmetics or things that are unnecessary. But when it comes to drugs, you know, testing, you know, for vaccines, for drugs that save people's lives, why do you believe they shouldn't be tested on animals? Well, why, why on cats and dogs who are known to be companion animals? What difference does it make if it's a cat or a dog or a mouse? Or it's an a, animal. It's still, you know, what, what I'm saying is the what, only reason... How can, how can injecting a, a rat or a dog, what's the difference in the reaction. How, re- how relatable well, I, is it? Well, I, well, I assume, okay, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm mm-hmm. assuming the reason they will use different animals for different testing is because of the different organs within the animals and the size of the organs, etc. So sometimes, for example, if we're particularly looking for a cure for something to do with the pancreas or the liver or the lungs, we will look for an animal that may have a similar lungs to ours, like a pig, for example. Their lungs are very like human beings. Um, Mm -hmm. So they will look for an animal with similar systems. Now, the first go-to is always going to be a mouse because we believe in our psychological mind, in our judgmental mind, that mice Mm -hmm. are ten a penny. We would rather not do it on a pig or a dog or a cow or whatever it happens to be. So mice will be the first port to call. But sometimes you would need something that would have a closer system or digestive system or respiratory system to to a human. So we have Mm -hmm. to move to bigger animals. And are there specific companies that use the colleges in Ireland or are there different laws in different countries? Well, there would be different regulations in different countries around how it's done. But the bottom line, and how the animals are kept, but the bottom line is, in a lot of cases, the animal dies. From the testing? From the testing. Or is is euthanized afterwards, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But see, here's the thing, Anne. If I said to you, um, you're in hospital, and I, God, I hope you never are, Anne, uh, with a very bad disease or an illness that could be terminal, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to you, I have a drug here, Anne, or I have a drip that could save your life, but it's been tested on animals. Are you going to say no to it? I don't know. Because I don't know whether I would, if I had cancer, I don't know whether I would go the traditional pharmaceutical route. But what I'm saying to you is, over the last 100 years, the cures that we have found for most modern diseases are certainly, maybe not cures, but certainly the ways that we can elongate life because we can treat mm-hmm. modern illnesses, have all been tested on animals. Because if we, don't, if we don't test them on animals, and it turns out to be quite dangerous, we risk the life of a human being in a trial. 
But you say that, that some of the tests then, when they test them on humans, they're not successful. Sometimes so what's the point it's a bit, of testing. Well, yeah. Sometimes, yes, they're not successful. You're right. But sometimes they yeah. are. Yeah. And I would rather take that chance, personally speaking, if it was me, I would rather take that chance with an animal than me mother. Yeah. Do you but know I would prefer if it was on a mouse and a rat rather that, than an animal that's, that, that is classified as a companion what, animal. But what difference does it make, really? The only reason you think it's a companion animal is because we've been so... It, that's a kind of social construct, isn't it? We've been told that. I mean, let's be clear about it. Pigs are more intelligent than dogs, but yet we have dogs as pets because that's what we've always done. So it's in some countries in the world, dogs are not pets. They eat them. They don't eat them, actually. They do? They cook them? No, I was checking that out as well. Dogs are eaten in certain countries in the world. There's a festival every year, I think it's in Korea, isn't it? Or in, in some yeah, of the Asian countries. and I was just checking that up and they said that actually a very large percentage of the people do not eat dog. Well, they, so and they're trying to ban that festival. It's the Yulin Festival, is That's it? right, to the Yulin Festival, yeah. Yeah. But they do eat dogs. A vast majority of them don't eat dogs no, and they're I'm, trying to ban it. And, I, and I know the vast majority don't, but I'm just saying people in those countries do eat dogs. And because they don't have the same value. For example, in India, as far as I know, they don't eat cows because they have okay. a value on cows. Yeah. We do. So it's just depends on, where in the, it depends on where in the world you happen to live. Yeah. So you're yeah. putting a value on a dog and no value on a mouse. You're saying you're a grand on a mouse, but not on a dog. <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying? There's no difference. Yes, still, they, they, they still have feelings, I'm sure. I know they do. Yeah. But I mean, the point but is, we have to test it on something. Even a bean in a tin has feelings as far as I'm concerned. A bean in a tin? <laughs> I cannot leave the last bean in a tin. Oh. <laughs> I know. It'll be on its own. <laughs> It'll be lonely. <laughs> I know you jest. I know you jest. But, but no, I don't jest, actually. You feel sorry for the last bean in a tin? Yes. I wouldn't leave the last but bean But the bean in doesn't a tin. have feelings. I know that, but I feel everything has something. But Anne, you can't think like that. That'll drive you mad. Unfortunately, Disney has me like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. That everything, everything comes to life. Is it? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, but let's be logical. And I, and I understand the sentimentality of what you're saying because I yeah. know people like that, by the way, who think like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. You can say it without laughing. Yeah, I, I know. And people often say to me, there's one sweet left in the bag. I don't leave it on its own. Eat it. You know, you can't leave it there. And I go, I don't want it. I eat it. <laughs> Somebody has to eat it. But, but I do get what you're saying. But when it comes to the logical aspect of testing on animals, and you're there lying in your hospital bed, I'm going to ask you the question again, or your son or your daughter, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister are lying there, and they say, we have a cure for you, but it's been tested on animals. Do you want to use it? But see, they're not going to say that. But no, they're not going to say that. But I can tell you that most of the cures that they give you will have it, will be tested on animals. Yeah. So you're going to say no? I'm not sure. Okay, well, let's stay there. Let me go to Sarah. Sarah and Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm fine, thanks, No. Okay, in relation to animal testing, you know, I, I, I've just given you the evidence that most of the breakthroughs that we've had in the last 100 years were all tested on animals. You know, so are you going to use the... The, the medications that we have nowadays, or are you just going to avoid them all? Well, I'd like to think that maybe we've progressed a bit since, I mean, a hundred years ago or more, they didn't have the technology or yes, the, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. the um, ability, if you like, to test out this stuff any other way than on animals. Yep. Um, now, I know a lot of animals are kind of 
physically like us in their system. Mm-hmm. And but that that to me is the problem. You see, uh, I think too many people think animals haven't got any feelings. They don't feel pain. I mean, they must. Of course, they feel by pain. the amount of cruelty that goes on in this country with. There's no. Animals, I, by the way, Sarah, there's nobody know. doubting for a minute that a mouse mm. even feels pain. Well, of course, they all feel yeah, pain. Yeah, of course they do. I suppose the point is, but at we, the moment... We've got to decide whose rights are more important, ours or theirs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of alternatives now. You don't have to test this stuff on, on animals. But you do have to, currently at the you moment. Don't. Okay, but not look, really. there is not other methods. I'm, got, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. There's other methods of testing. They haven't perfected it yet. It doesn't always work, and it can't work for every single disease and virus and medication. So they do test on simulators and computers. They've got brilliant at doing that. They can yeah, test well, on, they on that, cell. Well, now they can you're, stick you're to not... that, Sarah. They can't. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah, but but the reason they can't is because it doesn't work for every single medication or every single vaccine or every single virus or disease. They can't replicate everything on a computer. They can't. No, but they can test the stuff on volunteers. You know, they don't have to... Why is it that animals, really, in the scheme of things, they have just as much right to be here. We perceive them as being lesser than us because we think they're less intelligent or whatever, but that doesn't take away I mean, yeah, but the we fact do... that they have the right to be here the same as us. Uh, okay. they Look, uh, animal testing is not 100% always, all the time, right? And that's why we still need human trials as well. And I agree. Yeah, but I agree with everybody who says that. But, 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 here, but here's the thing. But it, but it may not be 100%, but we still no. take a chance. If we do a human trial, some poor human has to consent to that and get paid money probably. And yes. I've seen and human I've seen human trials go wrong, by the way, where humans will die because of tests. Well, yeah, but that's their choice. If they signed up for it, they're paid for it. That's their choice. An animal dragged off the street or bred specially so that goes through God knows what before eventually it gets killed or dies. And you say that's okay. But if people want to participate in trials for whatever reason, whether it's monetary or whatever, that's up to them. So why would you not do that? But I, I would absolutely, as I said earlier on to Dr. Julia that was on with us, I would agree with it if indeed we were at a point in history and in time where everything that we produce we could test on humans or test in a simulator on a computer and we could be 100% that that would be safe to do so. But currently at the moment, we're not at that point. We're not, but I am answering the question. We're not at that point yet in history where we can do that. When we get to that point, I'd be happy to agree with you all. At this no. point in time, we are taking a chance. I would rather take the chance with a dog, a rat, a mouse, a cow, a pig, than take it with me mother. Well, well, if your mother, God rest her soul, I know she's not with us, but the point is, if... If your mother agreed to do it for whatever reason, then that's up to her. No. And that's what I'm saying. You say you can't test this stuff on humans. Well, you okay. Let me, well, let, well, then let me ask you the same question, Sarah. That currently at the moment, we do test yeah. on animals. And a lot of dangerous medications that turn out to be quite dangerous, uh, sadly, animals have died. Okay, because of that. And then we figure, okay, we can't do that because this is the event that will happen if we do that to somebody's lungs or somebody's heart or somebody's uh, liver, whatever it is. So let's modify it, test it again on an animal. Okay, that seems okay now. Now we'll do some human trials. So that drug is tested. You're in hospital. 
or a family member of yours is in hospital and they say, we've got a drug here. It's been tested on animals, Sarah. You seem to be yeah. so against the, um, the moral idea of this. Do you want to use it or not? Right. Do you want what to use would it? I say? I, what are you going to say? Are you I'd going to say, say no? Go for it because the animals died by then, hasn't it? That's the point, isn't it? You do all this. Animals are discarded. So once you've done it, I suppose you might, you take the drug because the animals have died. And if, if nobody then, if everybody turned around and said, I'm not using it, then that's that gone, isn't it? But I don't think it's right to test on animals. Well, I wish, you know, like you and Anne, I wish we didn't need to. And I wish well, we, we were at a point where we didn't need to. But unfortunately, we're not at that point yet. Why? Why do you say that? If they because it's necessary. Humans, and what about, for example, doctors and, uh, you know, surgeons who practice operations? Should they practice yeah. on humans? On living yes, humans? Very often. No, they usually practice on corpses. Pigs. Well, they, well, if they want to practice on a living animal, they have to practice on a pig. Actually, do me a favour. Stay there, Sarah, if you can. The number's 87 Got to go to a quick break. By the way, just to mention as well, people were asking about cosmetics. And I think we'd all agree if we could move away from that completely, it would be a good idea because cosmetics are unnecessary. Um, you know, you, you can take them or leave them. If you want to use them, you can use them anyway. But surprisingly enough, the top 50 biggest cosmetic companies are testing on animals. That means that 50 companies, out of the 50 top 50 companies, 44 are not cruelty-free. And I'm surprised to see some of the names here that are still cruelty-free or classed as cruelty-free. Top of the list is L'Oreal, which is not cruelty-free. Uh, L'Oreal is followed by Gillette, Nivea and Estee Lauder are in there as well, none of which are cruelty-free companies. Other uh, notable brands that fund animal testing include Mac, Lancome, Pantene, Maybelline, and uh, there's a few other. You can go online there and see the list of the, the companies. If you just go in online and Google which companies are cruelty-free and which are not, you can find out quite easily. I'm surprised to see some of those companies probably don't need to be using animals at this stage. Let me go to Kate. Kate, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kate? Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, back, get back to what I was talking about earlier on. You know, I mean, like doctors have to practice on something, so pigs must die, or other animals they practice on obviously must die, unfortunately, to, to practice on them. Absolutely. I mean, at one stage, they were paying people to do medical trials. But, I mean, can you imagine if they found a cure for, say, cancer, and if they injected it into somebody who was healthy and it killed them? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense not to try it on an animal with the same kind of genes. With and the same stuff. DNA, yes, the same type yeah, of same type like of DNA. I, I'm an absolute animal lover. I've had rabbits, I've had ducks, hens, chickens, fish, dogs, <laughs> you name it. But um, I have to say, yeah, no, I think definitely. I know I, I feel bad for the animals, but I try not to look at that. It's like I don't watch the news because it's always bad news. So I try not to listen to it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I suppose but, it, it's something that we we know happens, but yeah. unfortunately we like to ignore. For example, you know, I don't know. Are you vegetarian? God, no. Okay, so when you're sitting down eating a steak, you don't think of how the the cow is killed. God, no. And, and look, we have the ability to do that. And I don't, yeah. I, you know, I, I believe as human beings, you know, we eat protein and we eat meat. Um, vegans obviously think differently to me. That's fine. They can do what they want to do as well. But I'm quite happy to eat meat and I'm quite happy to continue doing that. If some of these animal activists had their way, they'd have cats and dogs on vegan diets, for God's sake. So, I mean, yeah. I do believe sometimes it goes to the extreme. And I do believe at this moment in time, I don't believe we're at a point or a scientific point where we can eradicate testing on animals, testing medications and testing cures on animals. Yeah, like I believe that if, if it's a case where it came to life and death and you to take a tablet and it was tested on an animal, you're going to take the tablet. You, you don't want to die. Well, you'd be mad to be mad to say no, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's like meat. You don't have to eat meat if you don't want to. The choice is there. 
I work in a place where we have um, makeup. Now I don't wear it myself, but apparently I'm fabulous without it. <laughs> but there are two options. There is stuff that's not tested on animals, and there's stuff there are on both cells. I'm, I'm, but so I I, I'm quite surprised. I'm quite surprised at the top brands that want like things like L'Oreal and Maybelline. You would imagine, yeah. and even Mac and Lancome. You'd imagine they would be cruelty free at this point because there's so much focus on it, but they're not. I think maybe it could be down to, I could be wrong, but like if you have a skin allergy that you're not aware of and you try one of their products and you broke out in a rush, they could take you to court. Oh yeah, if you're, are you, you, there are people who buy hypoallergenic cosmetics and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, well, listen, thank you, Kate. I've run out of time. Thank you very much indeed. There you go. Kate loves animals, but but she would rather they test it on animals than test it on her. And I completely concur. And I agree. But obviously some people don't agree. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.